And you and I are never going to reach utopia where nothing ever bothers us. So don't look for that. But I know that what he says about Christ being our life. I know what he says about being crucified. I know what he says about that. That's our only resource. You cannot respond to some of those commands apart from just saying, Lord, I can't. God, you know what the old flesh feels, Lord. I'm just trusting you to respond through me, Lord. It's your life. It's not my life. And you see, the Bible says we're encompassed about those who trust him or encompassed about the angels of the Lord, encompassed round about those who fear him. Anything that comes your way must hit him before it hits you. So if God allows you to be criticized and abused and attacked, what's he doing that for? He's doing that in order to work out something good in your life. What's your resource? It isn't you. It isn't what you've learned. It isn't reading the Bible and praying. It isn't the only resource you have to be able to treat your enemies or those who wrong you is Christ living within you and responding out of who he is and responding out of his love. Now, he says there are two rewards. First, we said the response. Our resource, this is the rewards. You go back to Luke chapter 6 for a moment. He says, verse 35, here are your rewards. Love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be what? Great. That's great from God's point of view. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Here's what he says. Now, there are many other rewards, but he just says two here. He says your rewards are going to be great. Now, listen. You know when a little boy says, I've got a whole lot of money and he's got 10 bucks? From his point of view, $10 is a whole lot of money. When a multi-multi-multi-millionaire says, I got a whole lot of money, he's not talking about 10 bucks, amen? When we talk about reward being great, man, you know, we just have a little finite view. When God says your reward's going to be great, imagine what it's going to be like. And then he says the second reward is this. You're going to be acting like God. You tell me anything any better than that? That our proper response to those who wrong us is, that when we properly respond, we're acting like God. We're loving in return. Now, my friend, I don't know who's wronged you, how often they've wronged you, or what they've done, but I do know this. If you can remember this simple principle, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about those who fear him, and the Bible says he delivers him or delivers her. Before anything can get to you, it's got to touch God. So if God opens you up to be treated wrongly and hurt sent your way, here's the ultimate key. You listening carefully? If you will always see the wrong as from God, that it is instigated by Satan, but God puts his hand on it and uses it as a tool of sanding and sifting and molding and building character. My friend, you'll never grow bitter, never grow resentful, won't get ugly, won't get in the middle of all of that. And what'll happen? God will be building character in your life while others are self-destructing their own lives because of their vicious spirit. Did you know that abuse, wrong attitudes and malicious gossip is the believer's opportunity to grow up to be like God. I don't know about you, if that'll make me like him, 
I say, Lord, set. We're glad you've been with us today for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Forgiving those who have hurt us is not always easy, but believers can rely on God's strength to help us respond in a Christ-like way. To listen again, click on the link to Today on Radio at intouch.org and take a look around our website to find encouraging resources that can help you walk faithfully with Christ every day and open our online bookstore if you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, How to Handle Those Who Hurt You. Again, that's intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. If you prefer to write, our address is In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. God wants to meet all your needs, but are you letting Him? Today's Moment with Charles Stanley is coming up. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions. How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the Word of God. But how do we know where to start? The free In Touch devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically-based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies, and more. The In Touch devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org slash daily. Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we could ever find on our own. In trusting God with today, the 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Available now at intouch.org slash today. You're listening to In Touch. The Bible says God is willing to supply every need of every believer. But can anything stop Him? Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. Now, some people say, well, I have needs and God is not providing my needs. Well, here's what he says. He says he will provide all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That is, he certainly has ample supply. He makes a promise. He is certainly a God who keeps his word. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as you look through the scripture, how God had provided the needs of his children, over and over and over again. But there is a passage that oftentimes we overlook, and that's simply this. While he says, don't worry about these things, he also says this. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And he's just mentioned some of those things that we need. And he says, does he not provide for the birds of the air and the grasses of the field? God is an awesome God of love. He has the ability to provide every single thing you and I need because he's all-powerful. He also has the integrity that whatever he promises, he will indeed fulfill. He's a God who not only makes promises, but he's a God who provides all of our needs. And you see, he takes great delight in meeting our needs because when we recognize that he meets our needs, we give him honor, we give him glory, we praise him, we want to obey him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added. And it just might be that 
there's something in your life that's withholding his blessing. You see, if you're deliberately, willfully sinning against God, do you expect him to pour out blessings? You see, one of the reasons he withholds our needs is to get our attention in order to get our focus off of something else or things or other people in our life and get our focus back on him who is the source of every single need that you and I have. So what you have to ask is this, Lord, is there something in my life that shouldn't be here? Then you have to spend time in prayer, asking him to search your heart and to show you, to surface in your life what ought not to be there so you can repent of it. Focus your attention upon him. Tell him that you're trusting him now to be your need meter and that you want to walk in obedience to him. And here's what you'll discover. He will answer your prayer. He will provide your every need. You can find out more about the trustworthiness of God at InTouch.org. And if today's program has encouraged you to anchor yourself in God's Word, we'd love to hear from you. Next week on In Touch, Jesus was a baby in a manger, and He is our Savior, Messiah, Lord, and life. We'll focus on good news of great joy beginning Monday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. It's not uncommon to hear that the divorce rate is the same inside the church as outside. Though it's not true, even Christians tend to repeat it as if it were. Both the kind of church a married couple attends and how often they attend make a notable difference in marital stability. In her new book, The Toxic War on Masculinity, Nancy Piercy, professor and scholar-in-residence at Houston Christian University, refutes another widely held misnomer. Quote, Many people assume that most theologically conservative men are patriarchal and domineering, but sociological studies have refuted that negative stereotype. Compared to secular men, devout Christian family men who attend church regularly are more loving husbands and more engaged fathers. They have the lowest rates of divorce. And astonishingly, they have the lowest rates of domestic violence of any major group in America." End quote. Now, the research Piercy's referring to here was first published by sociologist Brad Wilcox back in 2017. As Piercy notes, this research seems largely unknown, especially, it seems, by Christians who are quick to self-flagellate. For example, Piercy continues, the so-called Christian men with the highest divorce rates are those who don't actually attend church faithfully. She explains, quote, Most of these men are nominal Christians, which means they're not particularly devout and attend church rarely, if at all. They're prone to pick up terms like headship and submission, but then interpret them through a secular lens of power and control. Nominal men skew the statistics, creating this false impression that evangelical men as a group are abusive and domineering, end quote. Now, unsurprisingly, many of her critics responded with stories of bad behavior by men in conservative churches. But, of course, Piercy never asserted that abuse never occurs in conservative churches among those with conservative views about men and women. Rather, what Piercy's arguing in The War on Toxic Masculinity is that a man's conservative views about gender roles isn't as important as his views on the importance and centrality of the family. 
These husbands, Wilcox reports, quote, believe marriage is not primarily about individual fulfillment, but about forming a stable, loving home to raise a family. They hold to an ideal of fidelity and permanence. And it's because of these views that conservative husbands tend to care about their families the way they do. And among the positive outcomes are wives that tend to be the happiest of all wives in America. Once again, a Christian vision of life in the world proves to not only be true, but also good. The Christian vision makes us better humans, both men and women. It matters whether or not husbands and wives take family seriously. It matters whether they think it's important to fulfill the creation mandate of Genesis 1 to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. It matters whether they take seriously the words of Jesus when he quoted Genesis 2 that the husband and wife are no longer two but one flesh and what God has joined together, let not man separate. Though men are often told that there's something inherently wrong with being a male, as Piercy writes, quote, the evidence shows that Christianity has the power to overcome toxic behavior in men and reconcile the sexes, an unexpected finding that has stood up to rigorous empirical testing, end quote. Piercy's book, The Toxic War on Masculinity, is especially important right now, given all the myths and the lies about men that are so often repeated in our world. It's thoughtful, it's sound, it's carefully researched, and it's well-written. Even more, it's profoundly helpful. As Piercy exhorts us in her book, quote, We should be bold about bringing the truth about men into the public square. Thankfully, her book equips us to do that. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Dr. Heather Peterson. For more resources to live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org.